You ever been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it? Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast, pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. So uh, I would say last McPond memo, except right when I thought it was the last McPond memo, he released more memos. <laughs> so we're going to get get into the cheese season things. I'll do a bunch of debriefs on those as well. But uh, for now, we're going to finish up with his call to action series of memos. Um, this one is a doozy. This is probably my favorite <laughs> in that um, it's almost like bipolar or like, I don't know, like there's there's some really great lines in it. And then it just goes off a cliff like Thelma and Louise and it hurts my heart. So this one's quality of life. Um, it's again, like going back to, cause I, I want to qualify every, cause I'm going to butcher this thing. Like I'm going to burn this to the ground, but it's like, it's like their hearts in the right place, but they don't have the correct tools or like understanding or perspective or vantage point or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, because like his priorities, the list of priorities, they're good. They're the, probably the best ones I've ever seen out of anyone because they're actually relevant, meaningful things to the enlisted force. Like it's it's quality of life is something that sailors have been just on fire about for as long as I can remember. I mean, I was too. I had cockroaches in my barracks rooms in Hawaii and shit. Like it, it's, it's a really, really important thing that extends to a lot of different areas and is a huge driver of the, the retention problem we have of... Um, probably recruiting too just because the internet is great at publicizing like when there's mold in the barracks or when the water's fucked up or whatever but then uh also like there's all this stuff that extends out to family which he talks about a little bit in here but i take issue with some of it most of it um it's important sure like it's if my family's in some kind of distress or has some kind of problem that's where my mind's going to be 100 percent of the time which means i'm not focused on the mission and the job and blah 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 right like that has an implication on our ability to do the thing right which he mentions in here as well um but it's it's one of those things that like i i'm i'm with you like i think the mcpon should be one of the primary people engaged on changing broad like policy or advocating for more resources or whatever when it comes to quality of life things and he has a line in here about continuing to advocate though it's not specific at all uh and it, that's great like that's i think you should be doing that but it's when you when reading this i like i, I kind of got done and was just like what in here is is speaking to quality of life like and and chief's impact on it i just there's nothing in here about liberty you know what i mean like there's nothing in here about um like there, there's some stuff where they he he let's just get into i i like it's these things like put my brain in a blender in the worst possible way so it starts with every sailor deserves a chief petty officer who's invested in their well-being 
okay just tell me more like i'm in i i agree uh and then it goes off a cliff it is our responsibility as chiefs to ensure the physical and emotional health and safety of our sailors and, and <laughs> if that's not enough and the health and safety of their families huh like think about this uh, first i just want like words matter like the way you articulate a thing matters because the way people read it there's there's a lot of different ways they're going to receive that information it's like communications 101 right like the sender the receiver the medium and the obstacles and all that but it's like people are going to interpret things and and read into them a little bit in their own ways based on their own context and experience so when you read this it's so vague and so broad there are just like an insane number of interpretations of what that could mean for somebody wearing anchors to work chiefs according to this it's their responsibility to ensure the physical and emotional health and safety of our sailors and i'm going to stop there and just dissect that physical and emotional health and safety could expand it doesn't say at work right so like it's a hundred percent of the time I'm responsible for the physical and emotional health and safety of my people. Like uh, on what planet am I qualified to do that in any way? Right. Like and. Like safety. So if they T-bone somebody when they're drunk on Liberty on a Saturday night, like I'm at fault, like and I'm not saying like there's a, a part of me that would attach some responsibility to myself if that happened with one of my sailors. Like, what could I have done differently? Could I have talked to them more about that or what? I don't know. Made them more comfortable calling me instead of driving or blah, blah, blah. Like you go down that rabbit hole. But like it's the the just the, the scope of this is absolutely insane. We're not medical professionals. I mean, even a doc is going to have like an HMC is going to have a hard time doing this. And it's not. It's like the the thing that immediately when I read, I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It is not my job. It is not my responsibility to ensure the physical and emotional health and safety of our sailors. Right. And I I. So I what did I write in here? I put safety during operations. Sure. Advocate and assist in gaining the appropriate resources to ensure the physical and emotional health and safety of sailors and their families. Sure. Because words matter. You can't put the entire scope of responsibility for physical and emotional health and safety of sailors and their families on one overwhelmed chief that's already got 10 bazillion other things to worry about and to do and to and all these other memos and you put all this other crap on them too it's like this is insane and it's super narrow-minded and short-sighted to write things in this way and then dictate them to the fleet as thou shalt do the following and i'm just like i was on the phone with uh, paul kingsbury earlier talking about the officer's role in things like this you're effectively communicating policy like it's not actual policy but you're effectively communicating policy based on the position you're in and i don't see the cno signature on this i don't see any admiral signature on this which the only appropriate one would be the cno because you're dictating this to every chief in the navy it's like you can't say things like this with absolutely no context or explanation and then, like, he's going to be shrugging his shoulders testifying before Congress when, like, mental, acute mental health issues and suicides and all these things are skyrocketing because 
there are plenty of chiefs out there that are going to read this and try to adhere to it. And it's not that's not possible. That's not attainable based on how it's written. It's too vague. There's no actual and and hilariously later on we talk exactly about this thing. Like you can't I'll just skip to that section now because it's relevant. Chiefs should never be accepting of a standard without understanding what the standard is or should be. The, what do you think these memos are? You're communicating standards for chief petty officers with absolutely no context, with no explanation. Uh, he's got some like anecdotal, like little quotes and stuff. And then he says, um, as he stated in his, or wait, no, I think it's towards the end. Where's the, this is my, well, whatever. I like, this, this just, it hurts my head that you're, you're telling us I, that I should never be accepting of a standard without understanding what the standard is or should be. But then you never explained any of these things in any kind of meaningful context like or any meaningful detail. Like, where do I go and look up my role, right? Like, later on, he's this is what I was thinking about. It says, um, <laughs> I wrote, it's like he gets my hopes up for the singular purpose of crushing them. You know that they will be that chief. That's how he ends it. He says, I'm calling on you to be that chief petty officer, one who understands the price of leadership and willingly pays it every day. Okay, I like that. It's not what we did to earn our anchors that matters. Just nailed it. But rather what we do every day while wearing those anchors that define who we are. Mm. And then just knife to the heart. I know that you will be that chief. Huh? How? How do you know that they will be that chief? Are they being that chief right now? By what objective me measure are they being that chief right now? At what point throughout the entire life cycle of a chief petty officer have you like trained and qualified to do them to do any of the things that you're trying to burden them with right now? And where do I go look up my role in this like ridiculous like thing where it's like, oh, I need to know my role and do, and do exactly. So that's the one Navy family line. He, he talks about uh, be, we are one Navy family and my expectation is everyone knows their role in that family. Okay, where do I go to look it up? When's that policy memo coming? When am I going to get an instruction that, that provides any detail at all on how to do any of these things? When is the program coming down the pipe that's going to educate these people that's going to train and qualify them for the roles that you want them to, to meet the like it, this, these memos and, and I've saved the best for last. Trust me. Like at what point are you going to practice what you preach? Cause this is all just fluff, man. Like this is all just word salad. Like it sounds nice. There are some great starting lines that should be in the 25 page instruction with a appendix and addendums and enclosures that provides them with all the tools, resources, references, detail, context that they need to do the thing. But that's not real. So what's the point? All this is doing is, is clouding the air, man. Like it's not, this is just making everything more convoluted. This is all of this is just effectively meaningless. Like it sounds nice, but it's what is this going to accomplish? You get to frame them when you retire. You get to point at them when asked and say, look what I did. This is what I did while I was McPon. 
Like, come on, do better. And if you are, then publicize it because this, this is ridiculous. And like the hardest part for like, okay. So like <laughs> he gets into intrusive leadership leading into the cherry on top of this whole shit show. Intrusive leadership is the goddamn dumbest like articulation of leadership and competence I've ever heard of my like it's this is just somebody painting over like you know one for dust two for rust right like just trying to slop paint over leadership and competence to make it look nicer to be like oh no it's an it's intrusive leader it's like it's so brain dead and I like it hurt me to see that term in here like I'm just like oh come on really like this is where we are that's like a third grade like level understanding of leadership intrusively i just i despise that term and like i sort of understand what they were going for but it, there's like a gnat in here or something um but it's just it's it's ridiculous uh and then that leads into chiefs need to know that where their sailors live eat and spend time their, spend their time often with whom because that's attainable like this is just like the intimately knowing all your sailors when I have a division of like 500 or something like it's not that's not real. And, and it's ridiculous to say that. Um, I, should you make an effort to know your sailors? Absolutely. But like you, it's like you have to make the, the only way to to address the scope of some of the things that you're trying to put on these chiefs. And this is why words matter. And this is why it should be explained in, in this type of a way is the best Best case scenario, when you're a chief in charge of 100, 200, 300 sailors, right? Even 50, right? Is you can't, like you can't possibly be expected to know all these things, like know them intimately, know their families, support them in like all these meaningful ways and like and uh, know who, like where they live, eat, spend their time off with and whom. Like I'm not the FBI man. Like I don't have an army of people that can like follow people and track them and whatever. The best case scenario is building trust with your people to a point where they both are comfortable and understand that if they come to you with a problem that you're go you, all you're going to have is their best interest at heart and they can trust you to actually help them not just drop an anvil on their head like the best case scenario here unless you're going to give me an army of chiefs to implement all this unless like we're going to have one chief for every 10 sailors in the whole navy which is never going to happen it's like this isn't attainable so the best case scenario is building trust to a point where when they have problems, they can come to you because you you trying to like mentally catalog all these things and track all these things is insane and impossible. And it's just a stupid thing to say. It's because it's it's not real. And you didn't do it when you were the chief. So stop lying. Right. You do your best to be an authentic leader that they know they can trust so that they know they can bring you their problems and that they understand that there's an expectation that they do so because I can't help you if I don't know there's a problem. That's like the, saying stuff like that out loud is destructive. Like it's counterproductive and just ridiculous because you know better. And then this is just this one. This one makes me want to go scorched earth underlined and, and bold the original embedded mental health professional was the chief petty officer the fuck 
are you are you kidding me? Like that's such a galactically stupid thing to write down. And again, it's leadership and competence, but like also it's just a a brash like attempt at saying like we have some capability that we don't. This is another thing me and Paul were talking about a little bit was like the idea that the mess is this is this tremendous resource and the backbone of the Navy and we're doing all these important, meaningful things that's like important for the mission of the ship and all these things. And it's like, like it might have been that in the past, but I would argue it, it these days it does more harm than good. The organization, there's sure as shit are individual chiefs out there getting after it, um, even when trying to juggle the flaming chainsaws and dropping a few on themselves they're still doing more good than harm and any of that harm they're doing largely is due to just lack of resources and like they can't clone themselves you know what i mean like lack of the organization understanding that they're one person and don't have a capacity to work 70 hours a day like it's just it it, it I understand there are plenty of chiefs out there doing their level best amongst this just hellscape of ridiculous and unattainable expectations. But to then say that we're the original embedded mental health professional and then to go on to say that, like, when we know our sailors, we have a better chance to understand when things change in their life and we can step in. Blah, 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 blah. And basically, it's, it's almost an encouragement to not send people to mental health. And it's like, one, well... That could be real. Like you, you, I, I, we could do things to uh, make it so that there are just mental health resources, like trained mental health resources, whether that's a collateral duty type thing, which I'm not a fan of because holy shit, we already have enough to do. Or like you're just, we stand up a program to recruit and train a ton of embedded mental health technicians from the Corman community and elsewhere. And we start putting them on ships and submarines and air wings and whatever. Um, or like just a more robust embedded mental health program, whatever. There is, you like, you legitimately cannot put that role onto every single person wearing anchors because one, most of us are so stressed out. We damn near have our own mental health issues. And if we, if we legitimately did like don't already, and then two, they're not trained or qualified to do that. And I get what you're saying, like be a good person, listen to them, like you recognize when they're having a hard time and all that stuff. But again, like you assume, right. That, this is just like a built-in human ability, like that a human being can just recognize when another human being's in distress or recognize the signs or even have the capacity to get to know their people and build that authentic trust in the way that they need to without any training or education or qualification at all, ever. Like it's, it's insane. To, to say that and expect that a chief petty officer is going to have that capability or be able to willingly accept that responsibility. It's nuts. Like I would argue, and I'm not a mental health expert or professional, but I would argue that most like mental health techs, like the, the corpsmen that are in the mental health community, you're not qualified to evaluate whether or not somebody genuinely has a mental health problem. The entire analysis 
from a psychologist or psychiatrist is all subjective, right? Like it's based on your inputs. Like you have to be honest and open with that person. It's not like they can like run a blood test. I mean, there probably are some things that I'm aware of where they can like measure your hormone levels or blood things or I don't know that. And and like, I'm sure like high blood pressure is an indicator of stress and stuff like that. But like you can't, like mo- most of their analysis and and subsequent diagnosis are subjective all based on my inputs as a patient or the the sailor's inputs as a patient and what do a lot of sailors want to do they want to stay on the ship they don't want to burden their their counterparts or their chief or anyone they don't want somebody else to have to pull their weight they don't want to lose the sense of self-belonging and and value that they have by being the person that does the thing Right. They don't want to lose their quals. They don't want to lose their clearance. We hear it all the time. So what are they going to do when they get sentimental health? A lot of the time they're going to like be pseudo truthful, but they're not going to overshare. Right. And that makes an accurate diagnosis really difficult. Then sometimes they get sent back to the ship when they shouldn't. Right. And, and it, to say any of that, like any of the the rigmarole, like the whole the whole process the pipeline of, of mental health analysis is within the scope of responsibility of every single chief in the Navy is fucking insane. I can't believe this shit got released with that line in it. Like, it's incredible to me that you could write that down and think it's a good idea and that it somehow made it out of that office with his signature. Like, it's fucking irresponsible. And it, this isn't just me overreacting to mental health generally because I like I have diagnosed mental health issues. I'm still on anxiety medication. I know plenty of other people that do. I know plenty of people that have lost their lives to to mental health issues. Right. It's like this isn't even me overreacting to that. And I, I understand like I do have a bias that exists because I had because of all those things that I just said. But I'm overreacting to the fact that you think in any fucking analysis whatsoever that every single chief in the Navy is a qualified mental health professional because that's effectively what this says. I j- and there's no context. It's just like <laughs> when we know our sailors will have a better chance. And it's like we cannot fix every problem and every problem does not require outsourcing. So if you're admitting we can't fix every problem, but then contradicting yourself by saying every problem does not require outsourcing. So you can fix some problems with your mental health training that you don't have. Like, fuck it. Come on. This shit is so fucking irresponsible. And if you think for a second that that line isn't going to discourage some, probably a very small minority, but some chief petty officers from sending their people to mental health when they should, and that we're not going to subsequently lose more people to suicide as a result of that line, you're fucking delusional. That's how irresponsible that is. Like, he should he should retract that honestly and just be like ah, i didn't mean it like that here's some more context i mean that that's the that one is like i'm just on top of everything i just said it's like if you needed further illustration that all the way up at the top tier leadership and competence is rampant there it is i i this i really want to be on board man i i would love nothing more than for somebody with a high level of leadership competence to swoop into the McPond's office and just start making meaningful change and just pressing all the right buttons. And then, like I'm holding on to this tiny sliver of hope that that can be real. Um, but 
I'm just habitually disappointed. Um, Cause there's all these encouraging signs in here that he gets it, but then it just goes off a cliff. It's like he read some good leadership books, but didn't take the time to actually understand how to apply it in real life or what it really means or, or whatever. Um, and he just pulled some lines out and was like, Oh, that sounds good. And it does, but it's like, it's like, he's, he's not drinking his own Kool-Aid. Like I, the, I, I go back to that chief should never be accepting of a standard without understanding what the standard is or should be. But then you say all these insane things or you say good things like, Every sailor deserves a chief petty officer who's invested in their well-being and then subsequently list a bunch of shit that is unattainable and just fucking ridiculous. I just it I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get how w- this organization accepts the level of just irresponsible leadership and competence at these levels and how that's not recognizable by anybody with any like solid command of the English, like the written English language. I'm just like, I look at this and I'm just like, how do you, how do you read this and not like recoil in disgust? It's just so fucking irresponsible. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was really hoping that this would improve, but you know, hope's not, (laughs) hope's never served me well. Uh, in this arena anyway. Um, I mean, that's, I just, I don't even want to continue to rant on this because it's killing my mood. You know, like I have other things to do today. I'm going to go enjoy some time with my wife. Um, yeah, I just, this, this, I, it's like, I think it can't get any worse, you know? And then God, like, and I don't, again, like I always go back to the analysis of like, I don't think for a second, Jim Honey is a bad guy. I don't think he has malintent. I don't think, uh, he wants anything other than the best for every single sailor wearing a uniform to work. I just think he has no idea how to get there from here. Uh, in that in that position or probably any other and and again like through the life cycle of sailors like going up through the ranks it's like at no point was he provided any of the education and training and qualifications that he needed to to get that outside of the senior enlisted academy you know because you got to think he's from a generation where like and like ELD wasn't real maybe he might he probably caught some nav lead courses that were like decent um, they taught more like management type stuff than actual leadership principles, but like, uh, you know, he probably has never heard the term emotional intelligence until recently when he like read a book or watched a Ted talk or something. And it's like, we just are where we are. Um, and it's, it sucks. Cause like, I mean, I, I know this has been scathing, but like, I'm sure Jim Honey's a good dude. I've heard a lot of good things about him from people that, you know, know him and me. Um, and like I've talked to, so I talked to one of the things I talked to Paul Kingsbury about today was once I get through all these memos, cause I'm going to wait until we, I debrief all the stuff he's going to put out about the chief season. Cause I'm sure that's going to be great. Um, and then, uh, I will do an episode with Paul kind of like a debrief of the debriefs. Like I, cause I want, 
like a lot of people probably rightfully so, right? It's a, it's a valid criticism of me and my analysis. Uh, like I've never had a CMC cookie on, like I was a SEL of a, an A school and that's, and I filled in for my cob, but I never actually did it proper, right? Like I never wore a cookie to work. I, I was never a CMC, let alone like a flag CMC all the way up or a force or a fleet or any of those things. But Paul was, and so I want to get his perspective to kind of weed out that, uh, blind spot that I have. Like I, I have no way of knowing what type of things happen on the way up. I don't think any of them are going to like invalidate all the things I said, but maybe, I don't know, like it's worth a shot. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to be fair in that I want to talk to somebody that's done. A, he's a fleet master chief. Um, and so I want to know from his perspective, like, what do you think about all this? Is it like, am I wrong in some kind of way? What am I not seeing? Because there's plenty that Mick Pond does every day that I don't I, like. I don't even know. Like, I don't know what he does from nine to five. Like, I don't know what his duties and responsibilities actually are in, in real life. I have a, a sneaking suspicion that people show up to that job and it's just kind of like, just go do Mick Pond things like do whatever you think is right. Um, I don't I doubt there's like a list because I can't even find one for like chiefs, like regular chiefs. As I've talked about before, like on the Super Chiefs episode, like I can't find anything like there's the occupational standards that like sort of has some stuff, but not really. Um, but yeah, I just I'm sh what I'm trying to get at is I'm sure he's a good dude. I just and I want to acknowledge that, that I, I'm sure he's a good guy and I'm sure he's not even like a horrific leader. Most of the sailors that worked for him probably loved him. But it's like to, when you get to the position you're in now, it's like there's a big difference between being able. It's like I talked about previously, like there's a big difference between being able to do it and being able to like educate and train and make policy and qualify people to do these things and even know what those things should be and how they should be constructed and stuff. And it's like I don't I think that's the bigger problem, honestly, you know, I don't know. Anyway, that's what I got for you today. <laughs> if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or Discord at DGets Podcast. If you want to support us, you can go to DGetsPodcast.com. Uh, there's a donate button on the website, or you can go to Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel. It's DGetsApparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear. You'll actually wear in public. Got some new stickers. Got some new shirts up there. Got all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and then the probably the best way, patreon.com slash podcast. Pick one of the five tiers, become a patron today. All of those things help us expand the platform, pay the bills, do all the cool things. Uh, if you can't afford to spend any money but want to support us, go do things like like, share, subscribe, review us on all the platforms for all the things. Subscribe on YouTube, share the videos, tag your friends in the podcast posts, share the posts, whatever. Like send them links to the podcast, whatever. Whatever's easiest for you, uh, it's all free and it all helps. And it leverages those algorithms and just gets organic word of mouth going. So all of those things are, are much appreciated. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship.